Let yourself become lost in a beautiful love story set in an enchanting place. Sit back, relax, and grab your passport. Your adventure begins now. Take a trip with me. I got some things you want to see, girl. Hey travelers, welcome back to Love and Passports. Did you miss me? I know I've been away for a really long time. Happy New Year and welcome to 2020. I had to take a step back and honestly work on myself a little bit. I got sick, I was dealing with personal issues and there was a lot going on. So I had to put this down for a minute and really get myself together. And a lot of that's actually gonna do with also the topic we are going to discuss today along with our destination. So this week, our first destination of 2020 is Oaxaca, Mexico. So I went there in the fall in uh, October, the end of October, and I went there to celebrate Day of the Dead or Dia de Muertes. And I really got to dive into the local culture, walk around the city, and also we're going to talk about how by the end of this podcast, I'm going to convince you to move away from from tequila to mezcal. It's all going to come up. Don't worry. We're going to have a big talk about that. But mezcal is the way we're going to convert some of you tequila drinkers today. Oaxaca has one of the biggest celebrations for Day of the Dead in the country. And it was a really good chance to see the city at kind of like one of its most festive weekends out of the year. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the meaning of the Day of the Dead and how it connects to like our perception of life and death. For me, it was an important experience that had a lot to do with how I plan to manifest my dreams and goal for the new year. So the short story this week is called The Awakening and is based off an event I had a pleasure of attending while I was there. We're going to get more into that a little later. I'm also happy to say that our website is back up. It was down for a while and I had to take the time to redo it and repost everything so it is finally back up so i'm really sorry about those technical issues we also have a new link it is www.love-n-passports.com again it is www.love-n-passports.com So you can see all the recaps of our episodes there, along with blog posts about travel and books. We have a lot of, a lot of great content coming up in the next few weeks. It's my favorite part of the podcast. It's story time. So get comfortable, get cozy, and sit back and enjoy this immersive storytelling experience. What happens to the soul once it dies? Do we transcend into another existence? Or do we simply fade away into nothing? I didn't understand either one of those concepts. My life was complicated enough without thinking about those abstract arguments that had no solution. Oaxaca was a place where life and death lived as one in peaceful coexistence. We traveled here during one of the most festive weekends of the year. I had a different understanding of the celebration and what it meant where I came from. For a while I was here, 
I will be learning about the deep roots of the tradition. The party began once the sun disappeared from the sky. The night before, we had went to the cemeteries and watched families visit the graves of loved ones, offering small gifts for their spiritual journey. I spoke with some locals using my broken Spanish to have a small conversation about how they celebrated the holiday and its popularity in Oaxaca. They explained it was about guiding friends and family members on their spiritual journey, and for a brief moment, we could feel their presence again. It was about moving on and moving forward. It was about love and lasting bond, even after we leave this earth. The pedestrians became adorned with miracle flowers and their faces painted in decorative bowls. The vendors were in abundance, selling colorful stripers and toys for children and souvenirs for tourists. There was music being played out in the background as the sky grew dark and the crowds grew bigger. We were greeted by small altars by the door in many different shops and hotels with small offerings for the dead. I could smell the aroma of roasted corn and sizzling sort of meats on the grill. We made our way to the grand church in the square as everyone waited anxiously for the festivities to begin. The crowd began to move into the streets and the real party had started. The band led everyone through the narrow streets and we marched into I held my lust hand began to dance along with the same infectious happiness. Our smiles could not be contained. The party went on for hours. The crowds began to thin and we made it back where another gathering was just beginning. There was a huddle of people around the courtyard sitting on pillows in a row and a small stage with two musicians. As the moment passed, the crowd grew quieter, as if the ambiance was to greet them with first submission. The music began and the energy in the room began to change. The walls had been covered in a red glow of small notes around the edges of the staircase. Everyone in the room suddenly became in tune with the sounds around them. We became drawn to it. My love brought me closer into their embrace, and we closed our eyes to become one with the music. I felt the energy. I felt the energy in my body change. It was as if my body was about to lift off the ground. I felt like I was made of air. It was working like stage to cleanse us of the negative thoughts that polluted our minds. My breathing became light. I could feel our hands still intertwined with the other, but I could tell he answered the promise of the music as well. Our hearts became one with the rhythm, and after what felt like an eternity of mindfulness, we finally awakened. The music stopped, and everyone woke up from their trance. Our souls had been awakened with a new sense of purpose and tranquility. Tonight was about celebrating the lives that had passed, but also the ones still with us. And tonight, we decided to celebrate our love and where that journey had taken us. Welcome back, travelers. I hope you enjoyed the short story this week. Okay, so let's dive straight in. I have been wanting to travel to Oaxaca forever. It's been on one of like my travel destinations, like bucket list for a long time. Actually, to celebrate the Day of the Dead. And when it comes to Mexico, I never really had an interest to like visit. I would say the usual haunts. You know, I mean the popular, typical tourist destinations like Cancun or Puerto Vallada 
or things like that because it just came off as just super gimmicky and touristy. You really just kind of stayed on resort and didn't do much outside. And I said, I didn't want that for my first trip to Mexico. I wanted to really experience the local culture, go out into the city and just it kind of really explore more of the authentic side. And my first trip to Mexico was actually to San Miguel um, last uh, the year before that in 2018. And we'll be talking about that at a later episode. But for Oaxaca, Oaxaca has one of the biggest Day of the Dead celebrations in the country. What I really loved about traveling there is that it's a very walkable city. Really, really walkable. Of course, there's cabs you can take and you can just hail a cab. They're, they tend to be really inexpensive. One thing you have to know about Oaxaca is it's very big on street. You have these local hamburguesas that are so amazing, especially when you're out late at night. I definitely recommend getting a local hamburger. It's so amazing. You have taco cards, quesadillas, you name it, they have it. It had the local, like the street food there is amazing. The street food is absolutely amazing. To me, it was almost better than a lot of the restaurants, but the restaurants are really good too. Really great price points. Don't be scared to also venture outside the city. One of the popular attractions is seeing the petrified waterfalls. And so what you can do is you can take a cab. It's about an hour outside the city. Um, you're going to pay about 50 to 70 pesos each person, I think, each way. And it's about 3 or $4. And it's these beautiful kind of like natural wonders. They kind of have these little pools of water you can slip through and you'll see everyone take pictures. Great Instagram moment. <laughs> so in the, also the city center, you have the Juarez Market and it's right in the center by the square. They have everything. And you should really go in there because they have a lot of local food stalls of just, you can either buy, you can buy everything from fish. You also have the local little restaurants that will serve dishes, and it's a great way to sample foods. You can buy local liquors, local crafts, clothes, literally you name it, they have it in there. So a few of the things you should definitely sample also is the local chocolate. I definitely recommend the chocolate. I kept getting hot chocolates every time I got the chance just because they were really good. And so I challenged myself to always try one thing that's outside of my comfort zone when I'm away, when I learn something about, you know, the different cuisine when I'm there. So I found that Oaxaca is popular for serving grasshoppers. Yeah. So in the markets, you'll see them a lot. You'll like, they'll just sometimes just eat them right out the bag and have them just sell them by the bag on the market, sometimes on a stick. And they, it's very common to see like if um, when you're serving food, especially at a party, like kind of how you have, these little samplings of these little bites, you'll see grasshoppers and you like put them on top of like almost like a garnish. So I did try it. I had it in a soup and I had it in like a soup and uh, a stew, excuse me. And I used it as a garnish. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to eat grasshoppers commonly. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to eat grasshoppers now all the time, but you know, it wasn't bad. I tried something out of my comfort zone and, you know, I'm proud of myself. But I stayed at the Hotel Sin Nombre. It was a very new hotel. It wasn't even open when we went there. And we got to kind of preview it before everyone else. And the property is actually connected to the people that sponsored the trip. And I'm going to get more into that in the next bit. 
So the property has this beautiful courtyard in the center and you get this beautiful natural light and it really, really fills the room up really nice. And instead of like traditional furniture, the center um, remains open and they have it with pillows and rugs. So you can kind of just sit in the middle and kind of just relax It's this open space. There's nothing else distracting from the architecture and the design. It's a really like the venomous style is very warm and it's very inviting. Like the ambiance is very calming and serene. But the hotel is open now, so you can definitely go on their website and reserve a stay for your 2020 plans. I definitely encourage it. So we talked about the local food, but now it's time to get into the drinks. So like I mentioned before, I know most people think tequila maybe when it comes to Mexico, right? You know, but mezcal is actually the drink of choice, especially when you're in Oaxaca. A lot of people think about tequila as the local drink there, but mezcal is another kind of spirit. It's similar to tequila, but it's different in a lot of ways. So on this trip, I actually traveled with a company called Gem and Bolt. And the two founders are these two really artistic women, Ardrina and Elliot. Elliot was the one who actually joined us on the trip and she designed the hotel where we stayed at and they took us to where they made their mezcal. Their brand really embodies their personalities and what I mean by that is that they are very very abstract creative people and they're really good at creating this certain artistic feel when it comes to their branding and that it's very authentic with no cliches. It's very honest. And they bring a lot of themselves to the Gem and Bolt brand. So in addition to the Mezcal, they, a lot of the times they use different artistic events and work with local and international artists to kind of develop these visual experiences that embody the Gem and Bolt brand. And that's how I got to travel with them for Day of the Dead because they had a four-day celebration. Um, the theme was the Union of Spirits and each day had a different event. It was curated by different it was curated by different artists and different motifs and inspirations with the Day of the Dead. It was a really cool experience. The music featured in the short story is actually from the closing ceremony at the Hotel Sinombre where we were staying. And it was by two musicians named Eduardo Castello Mardeliva. So going back to Mezcal, some of you may be curious what is Mezcal? Mezcal is a local Mexican distilled spirit made from agave plants. Tequila is also made from agave, but there's a difference between the type of agave and the production techniques used to distill it. Tequila is made from blue agave, which is usually from the Jalisco region and a few other smaller parts. Mezcal is made from agave that only grows in the Oaxaca state. There's very, very few areas outside that can grow the same uh, there's only a few locations outside of that that can grow the agave there, but Oaxaca is known as the biggest. Oaxaca is the biggest. Oaxaca, Oaxaca has the biggest fields for it. If I had to choose one, it would definitely be Mezcal, and here's why. It's very, very smooth. It has like the smoky kind of flavor to it. I never had a hangover. It felt sluggish 
once during my entire trip. Not once. I, no matter how much I drank, I woke up the next morning fine. I didn't have, I, I didn't feel like my head was ringing. I, I love that because tequila hits me hard. And I feel like after tequila, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of worn out. <laughs> Whereas mezcal, everything, it just went down super smooth. It mixes really well with things. It didn't have that that big aftertaste to it after you sometimes how you mix drinks overall i say if you really want to party like the locals drink mezcal you have you can have tequila when you come back to the states but definitely drink mezcal on your trip visit a lot of the local bars have some gem in bulk because they're also just a really great brand too so i mentioned that the trip was tailored around dia de muertes or day of the dead The holiday is really embedded in the Mexican culture and tradition. It's about celebrating the lives of loved ones lost in a jubilant party. And it's, you have to think of it as it's a way to support their spiritual journey to move on into the afterlife. It was a day where, you know, if you believe old folklore, where the lines between the, the dead and the living become blurred. But really, it's about family. It's about honoring those that have passed, celebrating who you still have here in your life. And it's really, as much as it is about death, it is very much about life. It's traditional to go um, to the, um, the cemeteries and see people visiting people before they leave graves of their family members and friends. Um, you'll see there's, you'll see these small altars in front of like different shops and hotels and other establishments in people's homes and they'll have pictures of their friends and family that have gone to have these different small offerings that are kind of just um presents and these small little things to kind of help them along their spiritual journey and help them move on and to find peace ultimately i took a lot away from my experience especially when it came to learning how to let go of trauma and embrace the new things my life is offering me without still being afraid of the past. There was a point in time last year I stopped celebrating life because I was going through a very difficult depression and it completely put me in a very dark place for a couple of months. 2019 was a really rough year for me and I'm so happy now I've come to a point where I have begun to actively look for joy in the experiences I'm being afforded from whether it's my job, whether it's being with friends and family, whether it's just being by myself. I learn to look for that joy instead of dwelling on the negative and just embracing everything that my life is right now, good or bad. I promise you, once I, once I started having that attitude, I felt myself begin to like lift from that depression and lift out of that sadness. My mental health was just wreaking havoc on everything around me. And I really needed to, I really needed to find myself again. So after this trip and I had this experience and just really thinking back on what I took away about the Day of the Dead, I said I promised myself that I'm going to start this year on a different foot and allow myself to heal and move forward. So I wrap up on this note um, when it comes to the Day of the Dead. 
My weekend in Oaxaca celebrating Day of the Dead showed me the beauty in Mexican culture and tradition. It also gives me another understanding on how to look at the concepts of life and death, both figuratively and literally. For 2020, I want everyone listening to celebrate life, the good, the bad, the in-between. Don't let yourself become defeated and walk around as if you lost already. I know it may seem like that, but you haven't. So for 2020, let's find that joy and let's move forward throughout the year with that joy and end this year on an amazing high. And that's all for this episode. You can read the short story, The Awakening, on our website at www.love-n-passports.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode and destination to explore. Happy travels, everyone.